0: Force the (laughs) zipline.
1: These guys are pros. You thinking what I'm thinking, partner? Aim for the bushes.
0: Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 132. Whoa. And my name is Scott. My name is Jared. Mike's not here again. That's twice. What is... I hope he's okay. He's been gone for two weeks. He's still moving. His new... Yeah, his new place is massive. <laughs> it's like, remember Eek the Cat? Remember his, his house was giant on the inside? Isn't that how it worked? It was this little tiny... You're, that's... Do- you're thinking of Doctor Who. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> On today's episode, we are reviewing Detroit from Catherine Bigelow, who's yes. I guess she's completing her her super serious true life trilogy, right? Hurt, she's doing Hurt Locker, some... Zero Dark Thirty, Detroit. This is her like magnum opus trilogy of like the one, two, three, like the heavy docudrama, heavy punches, <laughs> yeah, like best picture moonshot movies.
1: Yeah, she doesn't She's not
0: directing uh, Point Break anymore, right? Which is... I mean, (laughs) how is that even... Or Strange Days. She's leaving the Strange Days behind. Like, what happened? Uh, She's not doing some K-19 Widowmaker shit. She had some kind of, like, life-changing
1: event or epiphany that... She said,
0: I'm I'm a female director, and I'm going to start making kick-ass movies that these giant male auteurs are making. Why can't I play in this same... They don't have to all be
1: bank robbing surfer movies.
0: I think she's pretty kick ass. Like Point Breaks, dope as shit. She, her every movie she makes are like kind of like big masculine Tony Scott, like James she got, Cameron. She dated, she married to him, I guess. Catherine for a while. Bigelow has huge balls. Yeah, she really does. Yeah, yeah, b- bigger balls than a lot of male directors have. Totally. Um and an interesting situation here where she's a white woman directing a very, you know, African-American, racially charged, racially charged story. Um, before we get to our review, go to iTunes. Give or... us a five-star review. Remember, give us a recipe for grilled cheese or something. You could. We used to have you do that and no one did it. it sucked. Yeah. We said, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Put a cool recipe down, and none of y'all did it. Instead, what we now invite you to do is
1: go to verticalviewing.com, look for the donate button. Way cooler. Yeah, press
0: that, and then like make a PayPal donation yeah, yeah, yeah. and help us do what we do tight for you tight. But yeah, if you want to help us offset the costs of running this show and uh, putting the internet pie in your ear every week, click on verticalviewing.com's donate button. It's featured in yellow. It's shiny.
1: It's the first color your eye really nice recognizes.
0: But if you want to get into a long-term relationship with us... Well, I mean, you could
1: keep it vertical like Rhonda, but you can also keep it vertical... One-night like stands are like welcome. Our, yeah. our patrons over yeah. at patreon.com slash vertical viewing.
0: Well, they uh, can enter into one, two, or three dollar per month subscriptions where then you get some more perks. You like get to
1: show your love repeatedly, but we get to show you our love by making special content.
0: Yeah. Like, we have a review for Dune right now.
1: It's pretty special.
0: If you want to check that out. The pat- movie and our review. Patreon.com slash vertical viewing. Patrons only mm-hmm. get access to our Dune review from David Lynch. It's a weird fucking movie. It's dumb. It's weird and it's dumb. But the and book it's weird. is so good and the
1: story is really cool. And it's a
0: cool story, but it's dumb so and it's weird. so
1: weird. I think Alan I Smithy directed it. I
0: mentioned that it's dumb and weird. Um, <laughs> We also have reviews of Chappie on there. We have Jake Gyllenhaal reviews. We got awesome walkabout. it's fun, man. Yeah. It's a lot of fun on Patreon. Yeah. Um we thank our supporters there, Martin, Chris, Joseph, Fidel, Nick, and maybe you if we you hope want. you join that. We list. really do. We really do. Uh you can send your thoughts and recommendations to our email address, verticalviewing at gmail.com. Check our Twitter out at vertical Viewing. Talk to us our instagram still busted everybody so you have to add us first but then you can check out all our sweet content vertical viewing podcast on instagram uh our theme song is by the anti-theory which is so good smart bombs our 2017 remix check it out on soundcloud you can anti-theory you can uh on with the show which basically consists of this week's review of detroit uh, there, there was a couple of things, though, that I did watch. Forgot to mention them last week. Oh, really? What uh, have you been watching, Scott? Quickly, Will Ferrell stuff, really. He's he's pretty funny sometimes. Um, the Other Guys is very funny. Oh, Classic. the
1: sequence with the tuna and the lion is genius.
0: There's a lot of improv in The Other Guys. For me, the standout scene would definitely involve The Rock and Sam Jackson uh, chasing a bad guy off of a roof. Uh, and then essentially just jumping off of said roof and splattering on the ground to Foo Fighters, There Goes My Hero. Uh, Very funny stuff. And you get the shot just gets held as they drift down and down and down and down and just boom, (laughs) smashing on the concrete. Um, And then you you understand, oh, I didn't know that The Rock and Sam Jackson were in... The other guys starring Will Farrell and Mark Wahlberg. That's oh, they're the not. Whole point. Oh, they're not they're not. They are not they're in not. this movie. They killed him off at the very beginning. Uh, and then I also watched Semi Pro, which if you want to see Will Farrell in the eighties. Play basketball. Play minor league basketball. It's a fun little romp. It's not I mean, he was making
1: that on the coattails of uh, Talladega Nights. It was essentially like sport specific comedies.
0: His agent just said Will Farrell in this sport Will Farrell is a bask uh f- soccer coach. Will Farrell is a NASCAR driver. Yeah. Will Farrell is a you know basketball player. It, it was just stick him in a sport and it would be funny cuz Will Farrell is a dope, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh sometimes. And uh semi-pro's good and the other guys are good cuz it's a rated R movie and comedies generally benefit. I think
1: the other guys is probably a bit better than uh, Definitely. Definitely. Michael
0: Keaton's very funny in it. Uh the other guys is semi-pro. It's kind of good. Yeah, it is. They're 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 fun. They're fun. Um, but what's not fun is Catherine Bigelow's Detroit. It's just not fun. It is like a gut punch. It's not fun to get lined up in the front hall and just shotgun. Like you just feel helpless. To the back. Yeah, you feel helpless. This whole movie. Uh, this is not a fun one to review. I guess we're gonna have to relive this this whole goddamn. Interrogation sequence With the the kill game I think there's what Like one Moment of levity In this whole
1: movie
0: Is there I don't even remember You'll have to remind me Of that one There's one We Uh, all laughed And it's a welcome Moment of relief And I'm sure We'll talk about it I'm performing (laughs) Yes (laughs) The laugh in this movie Is absolutely Amazing Yes Uh, Spoilers You just Spoilers It's okay (laughs) Detroit
1: like to single you out
0: okay because I'm not supposed to tell them what to do when we have these conversations we do them in stages okay stage one witnesses stage two suspects
1: what stage are we in
0: you don't know what stage we're in no could you specify for me yeah we're in stage two you're a suspect so that was a clip from Detroit. Amidst the chaos of the Detroit Rebellion, with the city under curfew, and as the Michigan National Guard patrolled the streets, three young African-American men were murdered at the Algiers Motel. Detroit was directed by Catherine Bigelow, and it stars John Boyega, Will Poulter, Algie Smith, Jason Mitchell, John Krasinski the very end, yeah, just out of nowhere, weird uh, and, but and good. Anthony Mackie, again out of nowhere. The actors in this movie are not treated like movie stars; they just come in with little fanfare. Anthony Mackie is uh, is an Avenger, but yeah, he's Falcon. We're talking. He about. doesn't get an entrance, right? No, he's just there in the motel. These are characters lined up first and foremost. Um, Red, what did you think of Detroit? Have you seen? Catherine Bigelow's other work. Did you like Hurt Locker? Did you like Zero Dark Thirty?
1: I have not seen Hurt Locker. I've seen Zero Dark Thirty. And
0: you weren't a huge fan as far as I can remember.
1: I mean, this is not my favorite subject matter to in, you know, and immerse myself in in cinema. I I really am not a big fan of conflict, so to watch uh, movies that so like they don't hesitate to tackle the really gritty and, and hard to handle elements of war. So I I knew that this wasn't exactly going to be like easy watching. Um, and it wasn't, um, but you know, for, it's important to say that you know it's it's good that we've moved past these things, right? And yeah. That, like, as a society, that race is no longer an issue. No. Right.
0: Especially, you with know, police and black. Exactly. People. Especially, like the 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 relationship between the police force and uh, the African American community couldn't be couldn't be better. You know, it's really good, uh, and especially with the you know the way that the court system works, and there's no there's no unfairness with. With with that, yeah. either it's so. It's, if
1: you don't sense our sarcasm, I think it's it's unfortunate that this narrative is still necessary to talk about. But even this more film, so, right?
0: Even more so, I yeah, would say
1: this film really handles things pretty well. I would say
0: they they almost walked into a perfect, if you want to call it that, scenario where like th- this movie is more relevant than it could have been if it was made 10 years ago or,
1: you know, like at this. Well, sure. The current situation in the United States and, and,
0: uh, how sad is that? The political leadership. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this movie as a piece of entertainment as untheatrical as it is?
1: Oof, man, it's hard hitting. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch this lots of times. Mm -mm. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's an uncomfortable watch. You really get this feeling of powerlessness and helplessness, um, and, and fear and dread. And it, it's very effective at communicating, um, the, the characters that are lined up against the wall. It's, it's really does a powerful job of, of committing, conveying their emotion and their, their feelings. Um, while at the same time, um, I, I don't know. I, it says that the events were dramatized, and I think that I had some issue with the the, the main uh, police officer, uh, Will Poulter. He was great, but also I think he was very young, and they try to paint him as like um, they. I think they they almost use his like youth as an excuse where anyone older than him sort of makes negative comments about his more racist behaviors, um, and. Uh, they they single him out, like at the beginning his actions, the guy even says, I'm recommending you for murder, Um, this is before any of the events of of the Algiers Motel, so they paint him as this specifically racist guy, but I, I don't know that that I agree with, I think that, yes, he probably was a product of his time, but like, it's not fair to say that he was like an outlier, you know, this was... These guys didn't get arrested. Yeah, these, yeah. You know, it was the whole police force.
0: It's, it's part of the problematic first half hour of this movie, which is really scattered, very scrambled, and it has, it has very little structure. I felt like we were really jumping a- across a lot of different characters.
1: To try to get to know all these different people that are not connected.
0: And we know that these, ro- like all of these roads are going to lead to this, you know, hotel standoff that's, the centerpiece of the movie. But yeah. I felt like we really kind of stumbled our way to that point.
1: But boy, does it find its feet. It does. Once we're in that that it, hallway. It
0: does. But before that, we're really scrambling all over the place with this Motown band that I really am not... I, I, I wasn't ready to be in a weird... I felt like I was watching... That thing you do for a, yeah, for a I few minutes. We like don't it,
1: know enough about them. No,
0: and, and then we we jump into um, John Boyega's storyline, which I found very interesting. Where he he was developed well. Yeah, we got a
1: good sense of that character.
0: Um, so I, I there was it was hit and miss in the first half an hour, but as you said, when, when we do find our footing in the centerpiece of this movie, you realize why. In
1: the annex at the Algiers Motel, things really become yeah.
0: Um, and. The the prologue I thought the 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 leads this kicks the movie off with this strange oil painting sort of history of race in Detroit. Um, I, I don't know what the heck was going on for a few minutes. I thought maybe I was in the wrong theater
1: or something I think, well, it, it's a really that, weird bizarre intro to me that tied into the like the you know the connection between the civil rights movement of the 1960s and the sort of hippie uh, like flower power arts
0: it it doesn't it's not fully ineffective I think it still works but it's it's sort of at odds with how serious and intense the rest of the movie is and if, I don't I
1: disagree I think, think that, so I, think, I don't think the style was like light or childish in any way so I think I think that using art can be very powerful, and or you know, different mediums can do different, uh, can convey different feelings differently. Uh, so I think that it was an interesting choice, and I found it to be a nice entry, a way to communicate some uncomfortable things that would be difficult to do mm-hmm. in another way.
0: Oh, and you need that to sort of set the stage for why why these riots erupted. But again. It is a bit strange to lead us here. And, and the title of the movie, Detroit, is, I think, might not be the best choice. It is a bit misleading.
1: Yeah, it doesn't give you much information. like it does.
0: And it's also not really about the riots. I mean, the riots are, are more it's of a stage. It's the state. backdrop. Yeah. It's a stage that this story has to be set on.
1: Yeah, it could be called, like, the annex.
0: But it it, it, it really could happen today. It, it doesn't necessarily have... Anything to do with the riots themselves? That's maybe why the story is still well, holds residence. Right? You could have a situation where, uh, you know, a a a community of of African Americans are are being held up and interrogated, completely unfairly and in, treated inhumanely. I mean, this this shit still happens, right? So You don't need a a riot for people's rights to be violated well Um, that's
1: what i think like the scary thing is that like the atmosphere in a time of race rioting and what police are describing as the day-to-day today are the same like the fact that this movie shows uh you know police officers and soldiers that feel the only option they have to protect themselves is to fire on unarmed black citizens because this is a riot, and they fear for themselves. Compared, like where we're talking about, you know, police officers pulling over, like a, a boyfriend and girlfriend with a kid in the back seat, and and shooting the guy because they fear they, you know, air quote, fear for their lives. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, there's nothing. It's scary though. That's a riot. Like there's some serious heavy shit going on there. This is an excuse today used by
0: like cops in normal situations that are completely they should, they should be calm and and there there is no threat to their lives mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um but yeah like the, the, this this period piece 1967 is when this is set is shot with a very modern style um i mean if i felt like i was watching a jason bourne film at some points it's a docudrama kind of
1: like you're looking over people's shoulders in this narrow hallway mm-hmm. i don't know how else really you would shoot it i mean because it's a it's a small space this area it, that these it guys works. are standing it
0: works i i feel like you don't need to shoot the courtroom cases in this manner uh you don't need to shoot a lot of the other setup scenes this way um There's, there's, there there are honest to God scenes in this movie where it looks like the DP or the camera operator drops the fucking camera, just literally drops it and, and catches it, and the camera sort of writes itself. And I mean, I don't know why it needs to draw attention to itself in such a blatant way in this one. Um, I, f- I found it to be a bit distracting, and I don't normally say that. We got like crash zooms and shit. Like, uh, it it is to make it look like a documentary footage, which is peppered throughout. Right, we do get real footage of this event, and yeah,
1: like newspaper clippings and um, what do you call it, microfiche?
0: Yeah, it, it, that all all that stuff works, and we do see real scenes of the Algiers Motel and stuff. Um,
1: yeah, and there's like text at the end with actual. You know, the photos of the yeah. real people yeah uh,
0: but again I wish we got to this hotel a little quicker I don't know if I needed all this setup of whether or not the Motown band is going to make it but it, that is interesting because of that the band that followed afterwards right it affected, but it's a real band and, yes. and they really were affected by this that's event. the interesting
1: part and I guess to show for me for that to be interesting which I think it is I guess I do need a little of the you know, like the the that when he has the performing on stage, sort of ripped out from underneath his. Yeah, and, and he knows
0: he still tr- goes through with the the performance in some way, right? Like, I did like that, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we need that, but it is part of and it shows the atmosphere happened. of
1: the city too, like the fact that the theater has to be evacuated in the midst of this fun evening of music.
0: Yeah, um, I thought that. Once we again, once we get there, this is where Will Will Poulter starts to step into the movie, and I think a lot of the tension—it's like a tension vice—that just gets cranked up to eleven. I think a lot of it has to do with him and how easy how easily he generates hatred from the audience. Like it's he's such an easy character to start to despise. Um, the way
1: that Poulter plays him as this, like, self-assured sort of, like, no matter what the mistake is, like, I can figure this. I got, I got it. Yeah. Right? And and if if he makes a mistake, he doesn't even see that. He's just, like...
0: I, I felt the seething hatred from the audience that we were in, right? And and the things that he was doing were so diabolical that I, I, fe- I heard people... Gasping,
1: yeah, or, yeah. He's he makes you physically uncomfortable with the choices that he makes.
0: Yeah, um, and it, it kind of reminds me a little bit, I guess, of Leonardo DiCaprio in Django, where it's this is this is a hard as a as a white actor. It's probably a hard place to put yourself. Um, like it's a it's a dark place. The, the, this, the yelling, this,
1: like the audio in this, is really really powerful. Yeah, and and I I, I thought that numerous times where not only at the, in the scene where polter's yelling or like the other if people are yelling at each other and like they're right in each other's faces but at other times where you're getting shots of like driving down the road and 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 other scenes and flashbacks and flash forward you know all all different moments they're peppered with this this shouting this just violent aggressive shouting that is it's it's real? I I I've kept thinking that like you know whoever did the sound on this, the recording that day, like the recording of that shouting, the pitch, because it's 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 perfect. It's so strong. I uh, I really thought the sound really helped this. Y- movie yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, she Catherine Bigelow treats this like in the way that Zero Dark Thirty and Hurt Locker are, are war movies. She doesn't really think of this any differently. Yeah, it's just like she finds the trauma basically and and, and this is, shows you. The the way that Detroit is depicted, I I saw fo- like photos of it. It really did look like an actual war zone. Totally. Yeah. Right? The, the, this movie's not exaggerating uh at least what Detroit looked like during this event. Like entire neighborhoods
1: it just burnt to the burned, ground.
0: Burnt to the ground like legitimate war zone, right? National Guard on the corner of streets like this might as well be afghanistan or something yeah, right yeah
1: snipers on rooftops and yeah. shit, like crazy we yeah. can, we can't even comprehend it um
0: so that's why you get you get a sense that it is believable that the cops would would think that they're under some sort of threat i don't know why they would rush up to the building that has a sniper on it all yeah there was some things normally that, you would clear the area yeah um well, yeah, they just run in guns drawn
1: and fi- like not only fi- guns drawn, but yeah. they like fire open fire on the building before they
0: even enter. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if that's protocol. I don't know if that's how it's done. And the guy's like, "Oh my God, you're shooting at us!" And then he they shoot him. <laughs> I did like this. So this is when we meet Easy E, Jason Mitchell.
1: Great performance.
0: Awesome actor. When when he's he
1: basically initiates this whole sequence a, of events. It right? is a
0: great scene where he's he is m- sort of mocking what a, a white cop. Well, he, he, How a white cop strips a black guy of his rights, and he's sort of going through a fake arrest, and it's so powerful. But it's pointing It's a, a gu- microcosm you for think the film a gun, as a whole. It's a starter pistol. Like that
1: scene is is a, a, a microcosm of this whole film, right? Like it's that feeling of dread that you get when he first pulls out the gun and points it at his friend. That never stops from that moment to the end of the movie. It's no. just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's an
0: uncomfortable
1: well said. dread.
0: Yeah, and it um, the fact that it's a fake gun, like it's just a starter pistol.
1: Yeah, it's a toy. They keep saying he's a. He pointed a toy gun at his friend.
0: Yeah, um, I'm performing. Right, that's that's our
1: classic line out of that. The funniest like line such, of the movie. Such insight into the character. Like this guy is like some guy down on his luck. Like maybe he's into the arts and he's living in the back of a motel. Frying hot clearly dogs clearly
0: gone through these experiences before with police yeah. um and that and then firing a starter pistol out the window at a group of cops you you just you 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 don't want him just don't do it i i love how visceral this movie is how you're in the room with those people right oh. you you've you've been there you've 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 had some drinks with a group of people and there's one person who you know is just an impulsive dickhead and they throw a bottle at a fucking car window or something. And you, now you all have to run cause one of your asshole friends did something. Um,
1: but it's so much more than that. And every, every decision builds on the one before it and like sparks things spiral out of control complete clusterfuck like this guy's out of his depth, but he thinks that he can handle things. He thinks everybody thinks and feels the same way that he does. Um,
0: Yes, and then then Will Poulter comes in and just starts wrecking shop. And this is where the movie... I don't want to criticize it for having this circular, repetitive... This takes up about 45 minutes of the whole movie. Maybe like an hour of the film is dedicated to this central standoff in the hotel, in the annex, in the hallway, where everyone's lined up and they just are pulling people into separate rooms participating in this the death game death game or this kill game in which you fake a the murder, murder to convince the others it's an intimidation game where yeah, you make everybody you, believe you make the group think that
1: you've been killed or you they make the group think that they've killed you uh, and then you know the next shot will be for real the next they use that to intimidate them to say like you know what now you got to tell us look how easy we kill your friends
0: um, so yes, this, this strange, hap- ha- part of me wonders if this, I, I, I don't think
1: that the part that you're referring to, like the, the, the cop that's a little bit naive, di- dimwitted, he, uh, I think that's probably part of the dramatization. So that's what I'd like to look up. We can
0: get into this after the show. Because that would be in testimony. Like you could for sure. There, there Yeah. There are pieces here that feel very dramatic. Very conveniently dramatic.
1: Yeah. Um. In a way that don't relate to or enhance the the,
0: the no. racial conflict. It feels or... it, it does feel theatrical. It feels it's, like something on exactly. a, on a in a play. Yeah, It'll be like okay, off stage something has happened. Yeah, we need some extra action. Yeah, um, so that's where it gets a bit circular and a bit repetitive. In which it's really just a sequence of Will Poulter just lather, rinse, repeat. I yell at you for a few minutes and stick the butt of the gun you know in the back of your neck and i ask you where the gun is and you say no and 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 we do we go down this line of questioning maybe 20 times but you know what to be honest this was and that that's how a cop works right and, they and they this continuously was the one part, interrogate
1: that's how interrogations work this was the one part where i felt the most identified with Poulter, actually because you know it's like he felt like he had no other option. It's like when you when you make a mistake or when you tell a lie and you have no yeah you've you've gone too far you're in too deep it's you when have you no choice you got to stick you got
0: to you got to plant that that's my story knife. and I'm sticking with it you got to stick that pocket knife next to the dead body
1: and and you can watch him get closer and closer to the fuck it point right like which is when just like you know what if this is gonna blow up in my face fuck it I I gotta I gotta go big or go home here and he goes for broke. You know, and and
0: it th- strains believability for me just how how many times we go through this. I feel like these cops would just have given up way earlier and and said this isn't working. Like this interrogation isn't working.
1: Yeah, it feels like Poulter's the only reason why they would stick around, and like that's not to me so realistic. Like, yeah, how it, how long did this actually did th- this event actually it, take? It
0: feels repetitive. Probably,
1: I bet you this actually happened really fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, and we oh, watch shit, hours. We, fu- we right? fuck this up, get the fuck out of here. Totally,
1: right? like it probably was a um, um, couple minutes, right? But we
0: watch. But I love, I love how, movie. I love how well it's stretched out, and I, I didn't. Oh, it's a great f- film, absolutely. But at that entire sequence, I didn't feel like it was milked. I didn't feel like it was stretched out longer than it needed to. I guess I was more angry with just how circular police interrogations are and how futile they seem, and just how. You know if if you're not getting the information that you're requiring, just how just intimidate them and how useless an interrogation really is if if there is no information to get or if there's no useful information there like, well, you know that's, I mean
1: that's the thing right that's the pigheadedness, his refusal to actually interrogate he's not he's intimidating he that's like a witch hunt yeah when you're in, when you interrogate someone that has no information to give you and you refuse to accept that. You're not. You're no longer an interrogator. You're like a torturer, right? You're. You're.
0: And this is where the race takes over, and you're just n- now here to abuse. Yeah. People that you think are uh, you inferior to. You. I must be right
1: because you're black. Yeah. Right is basically Coulter's view.
0: And you're black, so you must be lying to me.
1: Yeah. You. There's, there's a n- gun here. Yeah. Right. There's definitely a gun here. But you're
0: you're a black guy. You're obviously lying to the cops. Like that's how this works. Yeah.
1: Um, he's he's so fucking yeah. evil,
0: and Jack, so evil. Jack Rayner, the the dimwit cop. Yes, um, yes. They, I did like like the way they set him up very subtly as this idiotic oh, I saw that coming a mile away. You, you what do, happens with him? You do, I guess. This would be where we call spoilers for real life. Rosebud. So Jack Rayner. In playing the death misinterprets game... Misinterprets the death
1: game. Hasn't been told the rules. So, and, you, uh, you saw this coming. Oh, yeah. Like, they the minute they start showing him as dumb, like, when they say, do you want to kill one? And he's like, uh... I'm like, oh, he's gonna kill him for real. Like, that's so clear.
0: I didn't think we were gonna actually go there. And you this is probably... This probably highlights why this is most, most likely not part of reality. Because how would you know? This felt... A little too dramatic and a little too melodramatic, I guess, almost like it. It still worked for me. I didn't, you can predict this is where it was going, but I didn't think the movie would kind of have the, the guts to do it. I don't know. But I, th- I was thinking with Bigelow, like, of
1: course, we're going to do it. We're going to see all the worst things that could happen. Yes. We're going to see innocent people killing. How did this go down? Innocent, innocent people killing innocent people mistakenly we're gonna see like no accountability for that we're gonna see celebration of escaping accountability like I knew all these things okay and then it, 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 so it's
0: just another it's another way that the cops fucked
1: this up it was yeah it's like we in, one of in them
0: Detroit w- we see
1: every way that a cop can benefit from being white And every way one of way them was that, just a
0: fucking idiot And even
1: any of these black guys in this situation didn't even would. understand the death game yeah, he's dumb what but an idiot but he's a cop
0: alright I guess yeah, and that sort of underlines like we're all going down, right? When they get busted, except. We're, we're all we're all going down, except no one gets busted. It's America. Don't worry about it. Like I
1: said, though, great that this has changed and we've moved fast. <laughs> um,
0: so this is where it gets interesting with uh, John Boyega's character, who is He's in the, the racially it, aware black guy. He is a security guard in a store near the algiers motel grocery store across the street or something and he's just basically been hired to watch you know uh during the riots don't let anyone break into my store i don't want to get my shit fucked up okay and he's like a but he's he can't help himself right he like helps he's a he's a helpful guy he brings coffee over to the national guard and they ask him for sugar and he says don't push it man (laughs) You know that he has to behave himself. He knows, too. He knows that he... Like, he yeah. saves a yeah. he
1: saves a young guy from a cop because the kid's, like, running after curfew, and he knows how to defuse the situation. He also knows that he can't interact with the soldiers without, like, bringing gifts with him when he goes to initiate conversation. I like it. It, it, it's, it really shows that this guy knows the, the sort of the way the world works.
0: It's a very complex character that we get a lot of subtle information for very quickly. Um... And this character is unique in the way that he is obviously African-American, but he's also a part of law enforcement to some degree. So he's... Well, one of his jobs is security guard. Yes. Like his other job is factory. But he shows up on the scene in this uniform... With a gun. With a gun. Or two guns. And nobody fucks around with him. Whereas if he'd walked up in, in just his everyday clothes, he probably would be... Lined up on the wall. Yeah. So the fact that he just saunters into the house, wearing this uniform, and then it s- subsequently gets caught up in this entire investigation. Oh man, he's Boyega's. A, he's, he's just got, deadly in this the, movie. There is some like there's some future oh. ahead for this guy, right? When uh, what, the mean. interrogation sequence is.
1: There's a moment when Boyega is, uh, like, not... He has a second job, right? He's got a second job at this metal factory. Yeah, he gets picked up, not arrested, but he gets, like, he's in the police station to answer some questions. And throughout the process of having the questions asked, he's sort of... You watch him realize that he might actually be in danger of, like, being blamed for this event, And watching him come to that realization and watching him physically demonstrate. The fear is palpable. Because this is a guy that we've seen, like, as I said, he knows how the world works. So not only does he know how things can go right, he knows that because he's aware of how things can go wrong. And he's sitting there, like, possibly about to see things go as wrong as they can.
0: Give his lip quiver an award. just Just unto itself. Just like finger shakes. Yeah, that just the way that his his fingers and lips are quivering.
1: He's I I was like he could be Denzel Washington's son in that scene too.
0: I think that's what we're looking at as far as like talent and sort of leading man sort of Potential. skill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just where everything they do is just soaked in just like swagger and juggernaut oh, sort of level
1: of Johnny keep making good choices because you got some it's it's heartbreaking on. to watch
0: that though because you genuinely are seeing this oh. man crumble and fear for his life you thought and that fear for I'm gonna be in jail for the rest of my life it and, was so
1: powerful as the viewer because you know you you were sucked right back in you you thought for there's like a moment of hope and you've got out and you, at least it's over Right, like the- at least events have wrapped up it's horrible what's happened it's horrific, it's traumatic, but you know with the way the world works, we're not gonna talk about it, and then before you know it, before I have a chance to give my mom a hug, I'm sitting in possibly you know i'm I might be in prison like in yeah. in, in five minutes, yeah. I might be in a yeah. cell
0: uh. And I, this is where the movie kind of does fall apart. I don't know if we need to draw out this court sequence for as long as we do. Agreed. It's, we could really shorten this up. John the Cris- film felt long, too, right? Definitely. And and John Krasinski comes in, and I felt like you you, you hired him to be the lawyer. We kind of need to pay him. The, us so like, weasel. Yeah, let's have him in a few scenes. We, we you, He could have easily been edited out of this movie, replaced with somebody. I. Uh, it works though because you you do need this in order to create this strange conundrum of so the cops spoilers the cops get acquitted as they always do the cops do not get prosecuted for murder which is clearly what should have happened. Like However, I said, John it's Boyega good that we've moved past this and things yeah, like this don't happen. Everything's anymore. good now, right? Yeah. But it, it interestingly, John Boyega is unfairly lumped in with these murderers well i but think he they're looking off. for a scapegoat right? i guess i guess but he gets off and because so what, what of- does that mean that you you've been acquitted of a crime that you didn't commit but the other people that you were com- that you're that you're being accused with they did commit it so it's it's sort of a case of well i in a way i wish i was convicted here because then the people who deserve justice would get it excluding me well I kind of think the that movie could have w- delivered way better on this and it would have paid off that interrogation scene in a much better know, way
1: I don't know I think I think that that interrogation scene is part of the dramatization and I think that it's far too convenient to have him in and then to have that one officer who's interrogating him be a same be also part of the team that is like looking into Poulter And his actions and figuring out that it was the cops. And, like, I didn't see that as being likely. So, but I loved it. Like, I thought, you know, like I said, that's one of the best acting or one of the best scenes in the movie for sure.
0: But as you said, it it could be shortened up. I feel like this framing... I kind of
1: want it to be.
0: I, I, I... because this movie's so good that you want it to get that extra bump up to like a nine or something, Just the right? Just pacing, yeah, keep it tight, tight, Boom. tight. yeah. Um, but I feel like there was more of an attempt, this framing device of the courtroom, it feels like an attempt to modernize it or bring it into some context of 2017, right? We get to see this courtroom scene, I feel like because of our long history of you know the the justice system completely screwing black people over right and that's why we include this this section is because it's just another drop in the bucket of
1: yeah like i was saying before right how like this movie shows so many of the different ways that like black black people can get fucked over in the system if a white person wants to try to fuck them over
0: this movie or does, not if they just yeah, like in the wrong place, a, wrong it's time. It's not an uplifting movie, especially with how shitty everything is now,
1: right? I don't know if it's. Wait, you mean we haven't moved on and things are exactly the same? What can we
0: learn from this, right? I don't know if there's anything. I mean, obviously, other than the obvious, don't be racist. Yeah, but like we haven't learned shit here. It's an interesting. I I
1: have a personal. Uh, view that I, may not be popular but I think it's an interesting per, uh, display that in this movie that like people talk about uh, you know institutional racism and white privilege and stuff I actually don't believe that that's a thing I think racism is real and that that's what people are seeing and talking about and this movie kind of says that it's like not well police aren't racist Poulter is racist and like those other guys kind of just go along with it for a bit but we see eventually that they're all like they don't want to be a part of
0: it there's a bit of stanford prison experiment exactly, happening. exactly yeah yeah um yeah and and the the middle section is really what like you're buying the ticket for in this um and it's executed like completely it's a complete home run i think in terms of just building tension and sticking you into a pressure cooker and just cranking shit up. Like I felt like I was watching a, a horror movie or a slasher film at some points in that middle section there. Yeah. When the National Guard is slowly like exfiltrating guys out of the yeah, house and you see cops, twice. There are cops like walking right by windows and we're doing this Metal Gear Solid almost. Like a, it feels like a slasher film where the cops are these unstoppable murderers like Michael Myers or something. And you're just waiting for them to pop out and shoot you. Yeah, the the, the way that
1: Easy e makes you feel when he points the gun, right? And we said, like, living, like, being black in, in Detroit today is like living with a motherfucking gun pointed at your head. Yeah. Right? Like, you feel like that's when you're in the house and there's cops and soldiers everywhere and the guys are just trying not to get killed for no reason. That's, it's, this movie is really powerful. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I wish it didn't fall apart slightly for me in that third act, and I wish it didn't have that scrambled opening. You you literally cut maybe 20, 30 minutes off of this thing, and you mm. have such a more tightly packed, explosive powder keg that you can toss in uh, and, and make such a more pointed commentary on. Instead of... It does feel a bit overstuffed and, again catherine bigelow going for some oscars i think but the,
1: yeah I, I think like the heart of this is a strong movie it's it's it is a little bit uh lacking maybe at the outset and at the close but i i think fall apart might be a bit
0: it is a har- strong it, that is harsh because i'm giving this movie an eight out of ten so okay, yeah to, okay to say that it falls apart is definitely unfair
1: yeah i'm actually i'm gonna go a little higher i'm gonna give it an eight and a half yeah yeah it's It's uh, like I said, I don't really want to watch this many times, (laughs) Um, but I think it's important that people see this movie and talk about it and think about it and don't repeat it.
0: Yeah. I hope we learn something this time. Catherine Bigelow uh, is a powerhouse and uh, this movie will piss you off, right? The the tension does ultimately lead... It's trying to make you angry, right? It's 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 trying to scare you, but it's also trying to piss you off.
1: Yeah. Uh, Get upset about it, racism. It does. It
0: does, man. Yeah. Detroit isn't a fun sit, but it is important. It's necessary.
1: Yeah, show your racist relatives. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the movie Detroit. Exactly. Tell them that this is a fun uh, educational piece. It's about a baseball team or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's our review of Detroit. If you see it or agree, or disagree with our takes... Just want to talk to us. Uh, email verticalviewing at gmail.com. Let us know what you think.
1: We want to talk to you.
0: Yeah. Make a joke. Try we, to uplift us here. You know? If it's a good joke, we'll
1: read it on air. And if it's a bad joke, we'll definitely read it well, on air. Well,
0: we're going to need it, because this movie depressed the shit out of us and pissed yeah. us off.
1: There was one funny line, and it was so welcome.
0: I'm performing. Yeah, it really was the highlight of uh, of the evening. Thank you, Jason Mitchell. Yeah. You are cool. You sure are. Uh, I was sad when they blew a hole in your back. It was not cool. He dies in every movie, I think, we've seen him in.
1: (laughs) Oh, and the whole knife thing. That's when you first get angry. It's a good moment, though. It's so
0: sympathetic. It's it's heart, like, this movie is heart pounding and heartbreaking, right? Heart Heart wrenching. Heart, well,. It'll, pa- it'll, it'll give you that tension rush. It's doing your- all
1: kinds of stuff to your heart.
0: But it also rips it out and it makes you just so fucking sad. It never
1: patches it up.
0: Uh, let us know. Like I said, verticalviewing at gmail.com. Go to our website, verticalviewing.com. Click the donate button if you like what you've heard.
1: And you want to hear more.
0: You want to hear more and you want to help us keep the lights on in here and offset those costs of putting on the show.
1: You could also do that at patreon.com slash Patreon- verticalviewing
0: patreon.com slash vertical viewing the monthly subscriptions available at the rate of one two or three dollars per month
1: get you some free uh, extra not free Gets well, you some extra content uh some fun stuff that you and you can also tell us what you want to hear
0: well yes if you're in the upper tiers two and three dollars per month you can dictate what we review on the show just like nick has done We are reviewing Superman Returns from Brian Singer. Coming up soon. We got a spandex action flick. uh, I believe that episode should be coming out next week, if if all goes to plan. Uh, Our Dune review's already up. Real fun stuff there. David Lynch is really weird. Alan Smithy's even weirder. (laughs)
1: Uh, Loves his oil paintings.
0: We got reviews of Chappie... Uh, all sorts of Jake Gyllenhaal reviews. Patreon dot com is a lot of fun, man.
1: Yeah, you should check it out. Um, uh, you you can check it out without like you know paying.
0: So go well, yes. go
1: over to patreon.com slash vertical viewing and see what it's all about.
0: You'll get teased though, because you'll say these mem these patrons only unlock now. You'll say, oh, I need oh, access man. to that. I want to get in. How do um, I do that? Yeah, it's very easy. You can also visit our Twitter page at Vertical Viewing on Twitter.
1: Harass us
0: where can we find you on the internet i'm on twitter at jared underscore sergeant and you can talk to me there nice i am at scott wilson bc uh you can subscribe to the show on itunes on stitcher on tune in radio on google play on all the good podcast stuff podcast software of your choice instagram still broken so add vertical. us add us at vertical viewing podcast. It's still broken. So and then share us to all your friends. Yeah, I mean if if everyone follows us then it's not broken. Right. So uh, yeah, help us help us fix, fix that. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh next week we are reviewing Logan Lucky. Lucky Logan? Lucky Logan. Logan Lucky. Lucky Logan. It's one of those. Steven Soderbergh is back everybody. Uh this I... is this is a NASCAR Ocean's 11, right? I think he wrote this. No, And he's lying about it His wife wrote it mm, I don't think she did I think Jules Asner The host of Wild On If you recall that television mm-hmm. program There's no evidence to suggest before, That she's capable of this uh, Before Brooke Burke Replaced her on that show I'm pretty sure she wrote this movie man It's cool We'll talk about it You'll hear on uh, Logan Lucky the, the next episode The next episode Keep an eye out for Superman Returns uh, The bullet's gonna bounce off his eyeball Keep an eye out for Logan Lucky uh, keep an eye out for for what? What's what's staying vertical here in in Detroit? Do you have any reference that you can wedge in here awkwardly? Or
1: um, I don't think there's been any upward motion in terms of like progress in this area. So nothing no. really got kept vertical.
0: Yeah, and the dilapidated
1: houses have gotten worse. But I hope that listeners do their part to help keep things continuing Ooh. in that direction. So thank you. you know, listeners, keep it vertical. Don't be racist. Nice one. Thanks, Red. Thank you and thank you listeners.
0: Uh uh-huh.